box and set off across the lawn, drawing courage from the fact that the Victorian house looked less sinister at close range. It had been freshly painted, lemon yellow. The intricate gingerbread trim sported a new coat of white. The windows were curtainless, but the panes reflected a recent cleaning. The cat looked down at Barry from a tall oak tree and swished its tail. Kitty, 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 Barry called softly. Meow. Barry bit her lower lip. The dumb cat was stuck in the tree. A blast of wind ruffled the kitten's fur, causing the little ball of fluff to huddle closer to the limb. Barry rolled her eyes and plunked the pizza box in the ground beside the tree. Don't get me wrong, Barry explained to the cat as she scrambled to shinny up the tree. It's not that I don't like kittens, and it isn't that I mind climbing trees. It's just that I've about filled my good deed quota this week. She grasped at the lowest limb and hauled herself up in perfect tomboy fashion. Do you know what I did this week, Kitty? I advertised for a delivery boy and that I hired three little old ladies instead. Now they're doing the baking, and I'm doing the delivering. Barry stopped to catch her breath. I'm not a delivery sort of person. I get lost a lot, and I'm not too brave about knocking on strange doors. And if that isn't bad enough, I moved the old ladies into my apartment. The kitten looked at her and blinked. Barry sighed in exasperation. Well, what could I do? They were living in the train station. Barry wriggled next to the kitten and looked up toward the stars. It was nice in the tree. The wind whistled through the limbs and whipped her short hair around her face. People should sit in trees more often, she said to the cat. It's peaceful and exciting all at the same time. And you can see forever. Practically clear down to the little bridge at the lower end of Ellenberg Drive. She watched in quiet fascination as headlights smoothly moved over the bridge and snaked uphill toward her. The soft rumble of an expensive car broke the silence. Just great, she breathed, suddenly aware of her predicament. Large pizza with the works is coming home, and I'm sitting in his tree. A great Gatsby-type car purred up the driveway. It was a large cream-colored machine with a brown leather convertible top, spoked wheels, and running boards. The garage doors automatically opened, swallowed up the antique car, and closed with a neat click, plunging Barry and the cat back into quiet darkness. Barry exhaled a low whistle. Impressive, she remarked to the cat. What was that? A Stutz Bearcat? Or maybe a Stanley Steamer? Definitely something old and flashy and perfectly restored. I'll say this for Quasi. He has style and money. I bet he's some eccentric gangster. Some drug runner who's watched too many old movies. 
Barry imagined him as looking like Quasimodo in a Panama hat. The white pizza box on the ground caught her attention. She should probably deliver it, she thought guiltily. Quasimodo was home now and might be hungry. After all, she did take pride in her job. Neither rain nor sleet nor snow shall keep me from delivering pizza, Barry explained to the kitten. Of course, there was nothing in that zippy little slogan about weird people and spooky houses. Maybe what she'd do was leave the box on the porch, ring the bell, and run like heck. She tucked the kitten under her arm. Don't worry, cat, she whispered. If I got up this tree, I can get down this tree. Barry slithered toward the trunk, looking for...